Hi, everyone, and welcome to Business Success podcast series that teaches insights and knowledge about the spectrum of the business world. My name is Ihab Tabara, and I'll be your host. I'm a retail consultant with over 20 years of experience and holding an MBA from London Business School. Today, I have the pleasure of having with me our amazing guest speaker, Tala Raed, partner GCC at the Farm Branding and Creative Lab, and as well as a retail and e-commerce consultant. We will be talking about scalability of the e-commerce business. Please, Tala, can you introduce yourself to our audience and tell us a bit of your background and history? Hi, Ihab. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, Thank you for inviting me today. Uh, I've been working recently on helping SMEs increase and expand uh, and scale their e-commerce businesses, given my previous background in retail and fashion and beauty and cosmetics. And mm-hmm. uh, as well as uh, serving other clients across the region from different industries with uh, my company, the Farm Branding and Creative Lab, uh, across different stages and their development process of the business, from branding to, to uh, personas to all the way to business planning and uh, finding the right niche and segment for their new products that they, they are launching. So, so far, it's been a very immersive experience and I look forward to sharing uh, with you this podcast and adding value. Great. Thank you so much, Tala, for being here. Uh, I just want to pick up something here. You mentioned about expanding the e-commerce and uh, business planning. Can you give us a bit of more example what you do exactly? Yes, definitely. So I help clients across different stages in their developments mm-hmm. of their business or uh, either in their scalability, whether they have uh, Uh, new markets they want to target or they Mm want to improve their marketing strategies from social media to uh, promotional campaigns to pushing products to the right segments. So this is mainly what I do with with different clients depending on their uh, need and uh, the major challenges that each client is facing. Interesting, interesting. Great. Thank you so much for sharing this uh, insightful information. Uh, for our audience's sake, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions so we can engage with the audience and uh, give us your you know, expertise here. My first question to you will be, uh, what do you believe is the overall insight on the rising competition in the e-commerce domain? Well, Ihab, you know, the competition is undoubtedly increasing. So considering mm-hmm. the number of platforms being launched every day, uh, the thing is with the number of platforms, the demand is also increasing exponentially. That is okay. one great thing. Moreover, there are many things that you can do differently. Say, embedded the technology that your comp- competitors are missing to improve customer experience. So first, there's the uh, omni-channel experience. It mm-hmm. goes by names, cross-border commerce, borderless business, international online retail. But more important than what it is, is what it isn't. Global e-commerce is not a luxury. It's not one strategy among money. Global, going global is now a necessity. Okay. Unfortunately, it's also um, arised with, with questions. Where to invest? What countries present, present the best product market fit? How do you attract non-local buyers? Which is most important, for example, in the, in the experience, translation, currencies, payment options, or something else entirely, user experience, 
and technologies that play a significant role in the online shopping journey. Fantastic, fantastic. You mentioned so much about the technology aspect and, you know, translation and currency and user experience. Can you explain a bit more about the user experience in your own uh, view? Yeah, there, there are many technologies being introduced in the market with the ultimate goal of, of improving the customer experience. So statistics show that 90% of customers expect smooth interactions across multiple channels and devices, highlighting the importance of, uh, of uh, as mentioned before, the omni-channel readiness for today's business. For that purpose, there's video chat, which allows your business to interact face-to-face -face with customers, creating a personalized cross-channel, visually demonstrative and consultative experience. There's co-browsing, a visual engagement system that is bringing your agents and customers together on the same page at the same time, allowing wow. agents to seam seamlessly guide your customers through complex procedures, screen sharing, a method of interacting where your customers share their screen with your agents to effortlessly resolve difficulties, filing forms, completing transactions, etc. So these methods all help to ensure an interconnected customer journey all the way. Second, there's extensive personalization. Personalization is the biggest trend in e-commerce right now. Consumers have come to expect relevant shopping experience based on their personal preferences. Okay. That aren't personalized or based on their previous engagement with the brand. This shows just how important personalization and marketing and customer support has become. Uh, so first, effective personalization comes from understanding customers' preferences and behavior. Fortunately, Technologies has now evolved to provide precisely that level of insight. Uh, nearly, ever, nearly every user action online is captured and stored, creating a vast pool of information known as big data. And this is where AI and machine learning analytics drive customer behavior patterns while simultaneously interpreting this data, meaning businesses are provided with a cycle of desires and expectations, creating endless, endless opportunities. So big wow. data, machine learning, and AI have made personalization the norm. Third, we have the shift to mobile. Uh, E-commerce mobile apps, apps offer customers continuous engagements with your brand and the chance for your customers to familiarize themselves with new and relevant purchasing opportunities. Location-based marketing, like for example, you can use your customers' geographical whereabouts to market products relevant to their specific location. Uh, interesting, again, interesting. Definitely, there's the VR, uh, augmented reality guidance. Uh, this provides an immersive mobile shopping experience as well. And they connect consumers with your brand in a deeper and, and more meaningful way. So there's image search. E-commerce businesses, for example, are integrating image search technology on their website. So customers can easily photograph products they are interested mm -hmm. in and find similar examples on other sites that may be offering better deals, for example. Imagine someone sees a beautiful couch, but it costs too much for them. If your okay. business offers similar products at a more reasonable price, integrating image search into your website will allow you to potentially pick up on the sale, creating an extra revenue stream. 
creating a whole new stream of opportunities for you. Great. There's as well the quick and easy checkout. Cart abandonment is the most frustrating reason for losing a sale because it means a user was considering buying your product only to change their mind at the last minute. So the latest data shows that 79% global rate of cart abandonment, this is highlighting how, how big the problem is nowadays. One of the main reasons customers abandon their cart is the checkout procedure itself. No wow. matter how well the lead has been nurtured, uh, inefficient checkout processes raise the chances your users will abandon their cart. And therefore, you want your e-com company to be successful. Embrace technology that provides quick and efficient solutions at the checkout, like speedy mobile payment solutions, including Apple Pay, Android Pay, enabling your customers to save uh, card details, streamlining repeat purchases, providing one-page hassle-free checkouts, offering a range of payment options. In short, this is playing a significant role and improving the user experience as a whole and making the platform more trustworthy is, is extremely important. Wow, wow. So, so many information. Very interesting. I like the fact that, you know, the AI and the big data to personalize and to be more customer-centric to, toward the customers. I mean, at the end of the day, we need to provide the customer the right choice for him, right? Exactly. And this is where customization plays a huge role. Now you're no longer wasting so much marketing and investing on promotions uh, by targeting ad hoc, uh, right and left, everyone. And at the end of the day, the return on investment would be very minimal uh, given exactly. the high exactly. investment that you've invested. Now with this uh, big data and these tech solution that involves AI, uh, you can know, like you can identify straight away your leads uh, and you can dedicate this budget on the right segments and have a way higher return on investment when marketing your brand. Absolutely right. I mean, the lead, the time is more efficient. Uh, you minimize on your spending on your marketing budget. That's a lot of great information here, Tala. Thank you so much. Exactly. My second question to you would be, uh, should you be given an opportunity to start an e-commerce business today? You know, what is the first things that you should be doing? Well, Ihab, when it comes to starting a business, be it e-commerce, of course, the first thing that is important is you, you conduct your market research. Mm -hmm. With market research, you get to know whether the idea you have for your business has the scope or not. So if I was to start my business, I would first decide what industry I'm targeting. And mm -hmm. if that industry has a future and has a potential for growth or not. Okay. And, and this comes with the identifying the people who might have interest in the product and understanding my target audience. Be with them, go to them, try to see their opinion. Maybe, maybe uh, be in the circle that is relevant, that could be uh, the potential clients who will be using my product, understanding their needs, their pain points, to be able to address them uh, more effectively with my new business. Uh, so if you don't have a clear target audience in mind, your marketing campaigns as well are going to cost you a fortune. Exactly. You're also, yeah, you also have low conversion rates and your customer acquisition costs will be through the roof. So 
this is like a key important thing. Maybe conduct surveys, have um, share your idea with these people. And instead, we focus uh, our branding and marketing strategy on, on a specific group of people who gen genuinely have a need, want, or interest in your brand, in your company. Then be able to size this market. Second, uh, after the research, I need to look at my competition. Mm -hmm. uh, you found your product, you evaluated its potential and source the supplier. But before you get into that and pay a fortune, you'll need to thoroughly research your competition. So you exactly. know, yeah, so you know what you're up against and how you can differentiate your business from theirs. And this is one key thing and what they're doing to survive, if they're suffering or not, and if they're doing well or not, maybe have like an informal meetings with these players, understand what's going on in the market, test, test the market with them, see if, if their business is, uh, has like some hidden challenges that I need to mm -hmm. be aware of. Uh, and what could these challenges be? How can I be prepared for them once I enter that same market? This wow. is, of course, okay. challenging to do, but you can always find a way to have a coffee with one of these players and try to find a way to collaborate with them and understand their internal perspective based on their personal experience that they've tried it and tested before you. And step three, I would validate my product ideas. I would test it. If it really has a market, I would invest in an initial prototype or samples okay. and try to check consumer appetite for that product. For example, if it, if it were fashion, I would develop my initial capsule collection with a designer and, and try, to, uh, try to see if there, there would be appetite with, with, with the segment for, that, for these specific items. So the process will change, of course, depending on the industry and the product mm -hmm. type. For each industry, we have a different scenario, depending on the costs behind creating the initial prototype or behind developing the samples. Uh, but in, initially, we need to validate these product ideas in one way or another. And uh, this will help us save so much money and maybe shift and pivot our business Mm -hmm. into a completely new model or a completely different direction. And this exactly. is, the, yeah, these are the, the initial first steps that, that I would take. Well, fantastic. Let me try to recap here and summarize a bit. You mentioned the market research. We can say the macro environment and the industry itself. And then we go to the mic micro, which is the target audience. And then we can go and uh, search on the competition. But on that point, the competition part, it's a bit tricky. I think a bit challenging, like you said. It's not always easy to be, you know, friends with the competition, right? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> That's the tricky part. And the third step you mentioned is here the, to test your and validate your product ID by prototyping so you can minimize on your cost, basically. So you don't start, uh, I mean, you minimize it. And then if it's validated, then you can grow it up and scale it up, right? Exactly. Great. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Tala. My third question to you is, uh, I mean, what's happening now in the market? What are the major trends? What's happening in the e-commerce world now? So, it, like, for example, let me just tell you, based on different sources, including Satista Worldwide Retail E-commerce Sales, like, here's a summary of some e-commerce trends for 2020. We know that e-com sales are projected to increase from 1.3 trillion in 2014 to 4.5 trillion in 2021. Wow. 
Wow, wow, wow. This would mean a threefold growth over a seven-year span. And the penetration rates are forecasted to increase from 15% in 2020, this year, to 25%, at least in 2025. So we know where the world is heading, for sure. It's clear. By the end of next year, 73% of e-commerce sales will take place on a mobile device, at least. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. So if, if we still haven't started with mobile device, we're missing out big time. And 13% of U.S. smart speaker owners say that they were making purchases by voice at the end yeah. of 2017. That number is predicted to grow to 55% by 2020. So you would just tell Alexa or Siri or, exactly. or any assistant that you have, a uh, digital assistant, that please, Alexa, uh, let me know what are the latest promotions on uh, recent uh, eye creams or, for example, on recent uh, TV screens or computer or anything that you would want to buy. And Alexa would do the work for you and she would suggest it for you and, and she would buy it for you. Sometimes you can act on the multi-brand e-commerce channel itself by asking it to guide you to the right product based on your need. Thus, directly, only the relevant products would be presented to you rather than you having to go through everything, searching for everything and trying to research your products, comparing prices. You will be having someone, a dedicated machine that will be doing this based on what you need, based on the requirements that you set. And this is the exciting part of the business. Well, uh, if you look at it exciting, it is exciting. But uh, what about the human in that case? I mean, won't be uh, human. I mean, the machines uh, replace human in that case. I mean, if they can go, could be automated and speakers and Alexa and Siri. No, uh, actually, this will only add to my experience because I'll be, instead of wasting half an hour of my time searching for the right car seat mm -hmm. to, to buy for my son, looking at the different features at uh, the, the price specifications, at the user manual specifications, uh, I would be having somebody helping me expedite this process, making it way more easier for me. Okay. Uh, given, given my requirements, given my uh, important uh, points that I want to have in that product, for example. So Siri would be helping me save more time and Siri is not replacing any human. It's only okay. helping me, me, uh, surf the online shopping experience more easily, save more energy and more time in doing so. That's why it's going to be an added value. It will only add to the current experience and only optimize my experience. Exactly. You remind me of this uh, real life example. I mean, in Japan, in the subways, they have uh, screens, uh, digital screens, where people can do their shopping, for grocery shopping uh, on the screen itself. So instead of them wasting time going to the grocery store and, you know, they just pick on the screen whatever they want and they will have things delivered to the house before they even come to the house. Wow, that, that's definitely one of the key, like, new breakthroughs that innovation is adding with this overall expansion of the e-commerce and, and, and online business. Yes, mm. and this is one way or another as part of the uh, omnichannel. Wherever you are, you're going back home and you're waiting for your subway to arrive. 
You have 20 minutes not doing anything. You have to be there. Exactly. Because I you can't one. miss the bus. You can't yes. miss the, the subway or the train. So in that case, why can't you use your time more effectively and order what you want to eat and reach home and then have everything delivered already by the time you get there? And this is where innovation takes place. This is how you optimize your life experience, optimize your, your shopping and save your time to do things yes. that that can be more relevant to you, more interesting to you, like spending time with your child, for example. Exactly. Amazing insight. Thank you so much. I want to go back to this point you mentioned about the penetration by, from 2020 to 25 will be like 25%. Uh, what do you mean by the penetration at that point? Yeah, th- there will be different factors you have that will mm. help people uh, shop online. So first, okay. th- there's, for example, features by Facebook and Instagram and TikTok that will boost the number of social shoppers. This is a huge increase. There's as well uh, the uh, global retail spending on artificial intelligence mm-hmm. that will increase, mm-hmm. that will reach 7.3 billion per year next wow. in 2022. And okay. this will definitely play a huge role in helping people uh, find it more convenient to just purchase easily from wherever they are, anywhere they want online and from their phones, from anywhere they want. By 2022, for example, over 120,000 stores will be using augmented reality technologies, offering a much, much richer buying experience and safer as well. Let's say in beauty and cosmetics, for example, if I were Mm -hmm. to buy a skincare or a cream or a hair color for my hair, before just buying and testing and seeing if it will like cause any allergies and on my skin or not, uh, these augmented reality technologies will help me. It will help me assess those results before even wasting my money. Will help me assess whether my hair color with this new color will be matching my skin or not. Mm-hmm. Will be help. Yeah, will help me assess whether this foundation color will be relevant to me. Whether this. Uh, skincare cream will be matching my skin uh, complexion or not. So this is something that will push me to go online and uh, to minimize the risks and save more money and be able to enjoy as well this experience. And even more than 50% of shoppers say a personalized experience online is important. And and 74% of marketers believe that personalization has a strong or extreme impact on advancing uh, this customer relationship and creating this bond between you as a brand and your your customers. Absolutely true here. I mean, even uh, Facebook, I mean, uh, they even know your customer behaviors that target you on specific ads or something that you watched before, even YouTube or all this uh, social media, they really target you what you really want. Exactly, and uh, don't forget global image recognition. There's the global image mm. recognition market is set to hit 81.88 billion by 2026. And mm. this is a whole a new segment for especially for, for example, the beauty and cosmetic sector, especially for even um, shopping and fashion that you have those um, customized fitting rooms, digital fitting rooms, like virtual trials. Wow. <laughs> um, That's and, nice. And, and this virtual. is going to be... <laughs> This is going to be something that is disrupting the whole experience and taking it to a completely new level. And yes. this is why we're all expecting these new trends to happen and to, to change, 
to change the, the way we the, the way retail is is operated yes the augmented reality is true is the new trend nowadays i want to ask you a killer question here uh what do you think about this uh, retail brick and mortar shops i mean are they going to be able to sustain are they going to close down people are going to you know minimize the number of retail store they have what's do you uh, what's your insight on that uh, i think retail are here to stay mm-hmm. retail will always be part of the experience but it will complement it if retail were to stay then it, w- it should have the full 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 experience it should be an excellent journey from first touch points to consultations to selection to exit you might go to retail store you might try on a few products and then go back on your way home purchase these products on your mobile you might try them on retail stores and then get a promotion to buy them online and be able to complement both experiences from online to offline Being in retail will help you first connect with a human, a real sales advisor. Being able to maybe relate your concerns in a different way if you feel like talking to someone and connecting with someone. And this is why retail is here to stay. This is something that we still cannot have nowadays online. Although we have these uh, different chatbots, but chatbots do not replace, replace new, uh, I mean, real humans nowadays. True, true, yes. And, and this is why we really need both. We really need both. We, we feel that sometimes we, we like to have a change. We like to walk. We like to change an environment and probably go just browse, uh, try on different things without committing on buying, but then Absolutely. later on sleeping on it and deciding to purchase them whenever we want uh, at the comfort of our own uh, time at home, for example. And this is why I feel retail will no, no longer be relevant in that, uh, in that frequency in terms of number of stores, like the old days where you have to expand and open many uh, branches. And the more branches you open, the more markets you attract. This is no longer the case. No. Okay. This is no longer the case. This is about having a, like something very, very, very uh, wow that has a wow effect and relevant to be here okay. in an actual brick and mortar. It's no longer to just uh, increase in a new catchment area because this new catchment area, you will tap into it through your e-commerce online store. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's true. I totally agree with you here. Well, unfortunately, our time is uh, running out. Uh, I want to thank you. I will try to summarize everything in a nut- uh, nutshell here for our listeners. Basically, invest in technology. Could be uh, AI, could be uh, augmented reality. And, uh, you know, do your research on the macro level, micro level before you invest in your business. Uh, understand the competition and test your assumption, validate it, do a prototype. Would like to add some more, Tana? Yeah, there's one more thing as well that's very relevant is that in retail, now there's a new trend, not new, like it has always been there, but now we can see that the behavior of consumers is shifting towards green consumerism, which Mm -hmm. is on the rise due to environmental topics influencing buyers. Now buyers are more concerned about how products are sourced, how products are created, what these products include, what uh, ingredients are they consuming, 
and the way that the, the ethical aspect of it, how it's being uh, sourced and produced. My, and this is exactly. something that that's giving brands a huge value once wow. they know how to tap into this sustainable green uh, consumerism. And it is something that we all need to as well uh, pay attention to as uh, e-commerce businesses, retailers, especially if we're selling products for the everyday consumers. Basically, your CSR and governance in the company should be you know, sustainable and green. This is one aspect of it. But of course, the product itself, the way it's sourced, the way it's mm. produced, the way it's developed and what ingredients it has should all also include this. I mean, should also respect that green and that earthy impact on the environment as well. Fantastic tips. Thank you so much, Tala. Thank you very much, Ihab. It was a pleasure speaking with you and joining you on this great uh, podcast. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. And thanks to our listener for being here. Stay tuned and subscribe to our next Pathways to Business Success podcast series. And look forward to speaking to you again. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you and bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Pathways to Business Success podcast. It has been a pleasure to have you and I hope you have enjoyed our episode. If you'd like to listen more to our experts, interview and amazing speakers, please subscribe and come and find us on www.dspectrum.co.com.